Hello everyone and welcome to Sagab. This is your host Badr Amin, author of Happy Life, Summarized Guide and Habits to Self-Development. In this podcast, we aim to find common habits of people in different industries such as, but not limited to, sports, investing, business, by identifying their mental and practical habits, routines, and recommendations for you as a listener to be able to integrate it to your own life. Thus, the podcast will hopefully help you identify what are the common essentials that contribute significantly and maximize their performance regardless of the industry. The podcast is divided into two parts, where the guests will talk about the mental practices, self-talk, and who is successful to them, whereas the other part is more into the practical habits and routines integrated into their daily life and their recommendations for the listener. So, please enjoy and take notes. Our guest today is Salim Suedi, founder and managing partner of Matador Jiu-Jitsu Academy. They offer classes for individuals from the age of three years, beginners, advanced, and ladies. Salim started his journey with jiu-jitsu during his studies in the United States, and as he felt that it changed his life, he fell in love with the sport, and now it is connected to his identity. Translating the passion and love to the sport, he went to open his own academy with the endeavor to help individuals see how the sport can change individuals' lives. You can find Salim on Instagram at Salim El Suedi, S-A-L-E-M-A-L-L-S-U-W-A-I-D-I, Matador, J-J-M-A-T-A-D-O-R-J-J. I would like to thank Salim for being part of this podcast, and without further ado, let's dive in. Salim, are you ready to throw it? Let's go. I'm loving it. So, what is your one to three most gifted books or channels shows you recommend? Well, I think one of the biggest inspiring podcasts that I started looking into and started listening into was um, the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't necessarily agree with every single thing that obviously Joe Rogan stands for, but what I liked about it is his uh, openness to different opinions, openness to actually like opening many doors to different fields, the how open he is to listening to his uh, to his guests and it's just one of those inspiring podcasts that just opened so many doors and so many fields to research into. It's not the ne- necessarily the podcast itself. I mean, it's entertaining, but the thing is, uh, I love the fact that it was very, very diverse in terms of its guests, in terms of uh, the topics discussed from, from very funny and very not serious topics to very serious and very insightful ones. So Joe Rogan is one of them. And, um, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene is a book, an audio book for me personally, because I like to listen more than uh, reading. But um, that kind of explained a lot of people's reactions, a lot of people's behaviors, long life in general. So basically, that was a book that was really, it sticks to, it sticks to your head. So it's just nice to kind of look into from time to time, even though I kind of finished it because I commute a lot. So, and you know, so a lot of listening time. And, um, but the thing is about that book is that it just, it's always good to have, um, an audio book like that, just that kind of explains, explains a lot of things about human nature that, I mean, for me personally, I just kind of found it relatable towards people that I've encountered and towards myself sometimes. So it's just, it's very insightful. It stays with you. And the third one, the third one, the third one, 
I would honestly say um, Dr. Berg's uh, podcast and uh, Dr. Berg's, um, I think, Keto and Intermittent Fasting podcast. That was, uh, that was one of those uh, podcasts that I always kind of, all of these podcasts or audiobooks were like kind of doorways to just kind of like to deep holes to research into. For example, the Keto, the keto and Intermittent Fasting podcast, it's, it's very short, two minutes to six minutes. And sometimes I think the, uh, the longest podcast episode was probably maybe 20 minutes. Who is considered successful to you and why? Just before this podcast, I was saying, uh, it's one of those tough questions. I think anyone that is self-made, that has uh, taken themselves from a very different, very difficult kind of uh, situation and has become successful in their field, whether you can call it Elon Musk, you could call it Jeff Bezos, you can call it Francis Ngannou, which is a UFC fighter. Anyone that overcomes adversity, anyone that overcomes um, uh, difficulties, in my opinion, is always successful, especially people that overcome difficulties and become successful, maybe get a good amount of money alongside of it. But the thing is maintaining, maintaining that success. And obviously, in my opinion, it's just having a good situation that they're proud of and having family values along with it. So in my opinion, that is success. An advice you remind yourself with and why? Whatever situation it is, it could always get worse. So, I mean, uh, it's always a uh, motivating factor for myself. I've been through a few, a few tough situations. I mean, like anyone else, but like uh, it's always motivating yourself back, getting back into a better situation. So it's always, it's always that that drives you. What helped you identify your purpose? Growing up, I think uh, my family kind of uh, direct, directed me to get into maybe horseback riding. And then uh, just, I think as a kid growing up, doing show jumping as a kid from seventh grade, probably up until maybe 11th grade. And uh, I've always had that as my identity and, uh, and purpose. And then that kind of translated as I diverged away from horseback riding and show jumping and all of that, I was looking for something to kind of be my identity. So it's just like, trying out new things. I went to the gym. I went to do boxing. I did Muay Thai at one one point. And then uh, I did, um, I did like most people did. I mean, in my situation, it's like they got into MMA way back in the day, back in 2010. And then I tore my ACL. So it's just like part of uh, having a purpose is literally like having something linked into your identity. And for me, horseback riding was my identity. And then I was looking for a void to kind of fill that as I, as I, you know, drifted away from horseback riding and then got into like boxing, didn't cut it. Uh, Muay Thai didn't cut it. The gym didn't cut it before that. And then obviously through MMA, I kind of gave jujitsu a shot. And, uh, and then that just kind of guided me towards jujitsu. And then that kind of kind of, I feel like, fulfilled my purpose. Hmm. How thoughts, self-talk, and past experiences are shaping your perception? Do you revisit these thoughts in any category? All the time. All the time. It's always, it's always, um, whenever, if you look back, maybe five years back, your worst problems, 
today, you look back at them and it's just, you kind of laugh at yourself at the worries that you used to have five years ago or maybe mm. 10 years ago. And, um, you know, at one point I was worried that I would never graduate and I laugh at that thought right now. And that was my biggest, you know, fear at one point. And now it's like, I mean, setting up a business, for example, now I have some fears, obviously, as any kind of business owner would ever feel. But at the same time, you always put things into perspective. Always remember, like, your worries five years ago are laughable today. Whoever it is, you know, we all have, have had our worries and had our concerns that we laugh at today. And we all can relate to that. And it's just always reminding yourself of that. It's like, uh, it's, uh, it just kind of puts things into perspective and calms you down. Mm. What thoughts dominate your mind on life? You say to yourself, life is hard or life is easy? If life was easy, it would be very boring. So uh, <laughs> uh, life should be hard. Life should be uh, difficult and overcoming the difficulty. That's, that's the sweetness of life. You, I mean, we're always, we're always stressing, but then if it's not overcoming that stress, we, I mean, we've all had stress that we've overcome in one way or another. I mean, whether good way or a really bad way, it's just, it's those experiences maybe stamp us into, uh, I don't know, maybe I've made a mistake back in the past and I reacted in a very bad way. But at the same time, it's like I've learned my lessons. We all learn from our lessons and life should be, you know, lesson filled, basically. Your happiness always, always reflects on your perception on life. So life doesn't care about, about uh, you know, if you're in a good mood or a bad mood, it's how you perceive it. If you've Depend like always, we always experience traffic. Some days we don't, don't mind it if someone cuts us off and some days we throw a fit. So it's mm -hmm. like it, uh, you look at yourself and you just notice these things. And it's just, those are the things that I think kind of need to be translated towards looking towards life. And that's life. That is life for us. <laughs> With what thoughts do you start an endeavor, job or task? I usually consult people. I usually sit down with, uh, you know, people that maybe have uh, done the task. Mm -hmm. You know, as I, as I went out to the States, I asked so many people about the States and everyone had a different opinion. And it's always good to kind of take in opinions and set up, uh, set up your own. And the thing is, it's one of those things that you need to kind of uh, be able to listen to people that have done what you're about to do and um, take in their their opinions it doesn't need to be right. Nobody, nobody, like there are, there's usually people that are right. There's usually people that give you the, the accurate assessment about whatever you're going to get into. But then you need to make up your own opinion. You need to make up your own purpose. Do you practice prayer, meditation, and or visualization that helps you in achieving goals, for example? You have mental practices to prime and equip you for work, financials, and other important areas in your life. I mean, prayers are an essential part of my life. Mm -hmm. It's always a constant journey to better yourself, obviously, in prayers. But um, in terms of visualizing, I mean, basically, I think it's just um, you constantly, with prayers, you constantly push forward. It helps you push forward. And then maybe the visualization is just loving something so badly, want, wanting something so badly, whether it's going to the States and studying or finishing getting your degree or doing this business or, or um, whatever it may be, the thing that you really want is just you really need to want it. 
because it's like uh, doubt will always come in. Whatever, whatever you do, you know. I mean, if you're pushing, if you're going for a workout, you're pushing for the last few reps. You want to quit, and you kind of, you know, depending on how badly you want to kind of commit to your workout. If you really don't want to work out today, you won't really push in those last few reps, for example. So it's just one of those things that you really, if you visualize and you pay and for something that you want, you need to work through it. You need to work for it. And it's not just, it's, uh, it's visualization and real strong desire. Hmm. You need to really want the thing, whatever it is for you. What's repeated tasks, steps, or steps you intentionally do as a ritual, routine, and method to cultivate focus, productivity, and goal manifestation? For example, do you have any specific routine, such as going for a walk or a swim or jiu-jitsu in your case, that you do before starting work or steps that are taken to achieve goals? I think uh, it's always, I mean, I do always preach jiu-jitsu, but I mean, I'm a big advocate of jiu-jitsu. It helps me clear my mind. It's one of those things that I, bet I, used, to, I used to, back in the day, preach only jiu-jitsu. I mean, I was a hardcore just jiu-jitsu everyone needs to do jiu-jitsu nothing else but at the same time along the years as i you know i kind of matured a little bit everybody has their own opinions about for example workouts or something to clear your mind and in my opinion i truly believe in the power of a workout a hard intense workout clears your mind makes you better at making decisions in my opinion i always preach working out whether it's lifting weights whatever it is whatever it is i mean i would always recommend jiu-jitsu because I've seen so much through jujitsu because, because of the benefit of jujitsu, it's just, it's so hard that it makes your life so much easier. Do you have environmental cues to prime you for performance and productivity? For example, do you have written statements, images to remind you why you're doing certain things? Or do you design or go to a place that boosts your performance? Let me tell you one quick story. In my last semester in the States, I took 27 units in one semester. What helped me that semester was having a small book, basically smaller than my, my, own, my own palm, and a small booklet. I would carry it with me along with my wallet as if it's my second wallet. And um, I, would have, I would use three pages every day back then, I remember. And in, in the process of actually opening up the, the Jiu-Jitsu Academy, I did the same thing mm -hmm. after years later. And uh, the first page would be a to-do list for today and a to-do list for tomorrow as the second page, and the, then the to-do list for this week. And I would always, always, always constantly update that booklet. It always gives me, gives me a lot of accountability, more than anything I've ever done ever in my life before. And in my opinion, that's like my recipe for accountability. Yes, accountability. keeping myself accountable. What beliefs, habits, behaviors, and practices adopted recently improved your life greatly? Having an early morning workout, waking up at 5 a.m., first of all, as a Muslim myself, we, you know, Friday, uh, Fajr prayer is always, always essential, and you're not missing that one, uh, missing out on that one. And you just start your day with a good workout. You feel a comp like, let alone the prayers, you feel at, uh, at ease and at peace. And then on top of that, you feel like uh, after you work out, you feel really at peace. You feel like you've accomplished half of the day before the day even started. When challenges, fears, failures hit, what steps are taken? For example, if it helps, what questions do you ask yourself? It's always been worse. I mean, and if it hasn't, 
now you have the worst kind of situation that you've had, and now you've got a new benchmark. So it's always, no matter how bad the situation gets, no matter how bad, you know, I've had, I've had times that I've failed courses back in the university days. So it's always a good perspective. You always need to look at the silver lining in any, every situation. It's not always easy, but it's, you need to do it. It's all, again, perception always reflects on your happiness and uh, your peace of mind. What three concepts, beliefs, and habits or behaviors should others adopt? Again, your perception always reflects on your happiness. No matter how bad the situation is, for example, at the worst case scenario, for example, you lose a loved one. You know, instead of, uh, instead of dwelling on it, you can always just take the lessons that they taught you and keep them with you and keep teaching those lessons that are with you. It's always looking at the perception. And it's not always easy. It never, it never is. And um, another thing, every single person I've uh, said that I've said this way too many times. Every single person has a lesson to give you. You just the only thing you need to do is just be there to listen. I mean, I've had so many interesting lessons by the maintenance guy, by a janitor, by a professor, by you name it. It's uh, lessons are always hidden by someone. Uh, it's just if you give them a chance to talk, it gives them a chance to kind of like everyone has a story. You met, you pass by a lot of people, whether you're going in the mall or going into a subway, going into a restaurant. Every single person has a story, yeah. and if you listen to them, obviously, again, going back to the very first podcast that I mentioned, Joe Rogan. I don't necessarily believe in everything and advocate for everything that he does, but maybe from the ninety percent of the things that I don't believe in 10% is just amazing. And uh, basically the third thing is always, always, always use a workout and some sort of routine to shape and structure your life and have a purpose. Always have a purpose on, in terms of, uh, and what gives you a purpose is having goals, having, uh, I mean, I had the, uh, I mean, my identity was tied to horseback riding and then it was tied to America, and then it was tied to, uh, I mean, as a student abroad, blah, blah. And, uh, and then, you know, you need to kind of see yourself where, where you're going to be in five years. And um, you can have a lot of tools that, you know, to explore and, and have, be open-minded to try new things. And, but you need to have your opinion on, again, consult with people, sit down with people, take in with the lessons that you get, but then you need to make your own opinions. Don't copy someone. Don't always just follow. Always make your take in everything, take everything in, and you know make make up your own decisions and actually think for yourself and believe in what you do. Fans would want to copy your footsteps. Where should they start? Um, I never thought of myself as uh, someone that would have any fans or any uh, following, but at the same time, if there is anything that I've learned from uh, the people's the people that I'm fan uh, a big fan of is. Have a purpose, be open to changing, be open and never be married to your ideas. In my opinion, whatever you want to do, whatever wakes you up, puts you in the zone, go towards that and be, don't be married to your ideas. And it's just one of those things that trying to keep it general. I mean, I, I'm a big advocate for jujitsu, but like uh, jujitsu struggles always kind of uh, made my life stress-free a lot. A lot of times. So basically for me, in my, in my journey, it's just 
I, whenever I was happy, I used to train jujitsu. Whenever I was sad, I would train jujitsu. Whenever I'm confused, I would train jujitsu. I mean, the struggle of jujitsu made my life so much easier. So, I mean, if, if you want to follow my footsteps, get into jujitsu. <laughs> That's where they should start. Start with jujitsu and life will be so much easier. At Matador, yeah? At Matador Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> Academy. <laughs> All right. That, Shameless plug. No, no that, shame that in it. That was a pure ad probably, yeah. <laughs> All right, Salem. That's Thank the end you. Of the podcast. Thank you for being here. It was a pleasure listening to you. My pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.